Good morning, everyone. We're finishing up a series on working with the law, working with spiritual principles and, and spiritual laws. And uh, we've had that kind of whirlwind tour of Europe where we've tried to do uh, uh, 11 different principles for life in about five weeks. And so that leaves us with two to cover today. And uh, the two that we're covering are the law of obedience and the law of success. So I want to start off with this idea of obedience. What, what on earth are we talking about? Well, I think part of it is, you know, this book was written back in the 50s, right? When we, we still loved, honored, and obeyed our spouses, and, uh, and, and the idea of child rearing was to obey, right? That parents should be obeyed. I gotta tell you, what I get though from this chapter isn't that kind of obedience. It isn't that idea of obeying. In fact, I would call this, in more modern language, simply the law of cooperation. And it simply says that when we cooperate with life, life cooperates with us. <laughs> and so Raymond Hollowell in this great book talks about uh, these different spiritual laws, these different spiritual principles that we can use in our life, and he talks about what goes well when we cooperate with them, <laughs> and he talks about, you know, sometimes the reverse of what doesn't go so well when we try to fight, if you will, a spiritual law. And, and so I thought I would use a, a, kind of an example today. Because certainly I do not think of spiritual law as something that has to be obeyed. This isn't a, a, I mean, God isn't up there, right, with the book writing in whether people have been good or bad. God simply sets up the universe where we can make choices. And so to disobey a law doesn't mean you get a mark in the book. It just means you have to live with the consequences is all. And oftentimes we will make that choice. But I want to I kind of highlight what it means to sort of work against or upstream of a spiritual law. Picture, you, picture if you would, someone who really wants to see more love, more connection, and more joy in their life. And picture this person going out into the world just angry as all heck and yelling at people in the Safeway store and then going home and yelling at their friends and going to work and just being a stinker at work, right? <laughs> Calling the boss and saying so-and-so's no good and so-and-so's no good and, and then maybe, uh, maybe for fun in the evening, right? Going out for a drink and then getting into a, uh, just a wonderful fight at the bar. <laughs> so this would be, if you will, choosing to ignore or even going against the law of attraction. Do you know what I mean? It would be like saying, I'm going to do everything I can to bring high drama and yuckiness in my life, but what I'm expecting is more love and joy. Do you see what I mean? It just wouldn't work very well. So the idea here, this law of obedience, as he's calling it, is really just saying, if you cooperate with life, life gets sweet. Do you know what I mean? If, if we forgive people, if we love people, if we have on our mind thoughts of joy and peace and love and happiness, oh my gosh, the universe is going to say, well, okay then, we'll show her more of that. So this particular law, don't be squeamish. The only obedience here is to what you already know is good for you. Because I do think that in most of our hearts, we have a sense 
of what would be good for us. We, we recognize in our hearts that putting out love will tend to retain, return it. We, we have the sense that honesty will bring about more honesty from other people. This isn't rocket science, and, and I think the only obedience here is really what our own heart is telling us to be true and good in the world. I'm going to move on now to the second principle this week, and it's simply called the law of success. And it's, a, it's kind of a two-part spiritual principle. First of all, it says that we have to know what success means to us. And so I thought I would start with a little joke on that one because I, I, I did find an example, I think, of success in the world. I hope you don't mind, though. We're going to go back in history a little bit. Remember that U.S. president that we had called President Clinton? So, so it, it's actually a joke about him. So, uh, so if you're a big Clinton fan, I apologize ahead. While visiting the United States, the Pope met with President Clinton. And rather than just an hour, they actually spent all day together. Finally, a weary President Clinton emerged to meet with the media. Smiling, he announced that the summit he had had with the Pope was a huge success. He said that he and the Pope had agreed on 80% of the matters that they discussed and that he was going home to be with his wife and family at the White House. Next, the Pope came out to make a statement. But you know what? He appeared tired, discouraged, close to tears. Sadly, he announced his meeting with the president had been a huge failure. Well, the reporters, of course, were a little confused. One raised his hand. But your holiness, the president just announced the summit was a great success. And the two of you agreed on 80% of the material that you discussed. Frustrated, the pope said, yes, but we were discussing the Ten Commandments. Pardon me, I, I couldn't resist. <laughs> but, uh, but what this tells me is that success means different things to different people, right? So there isn't really a recipe, if you will, for success. I can't tell you, do these five things and have, have, have this kind of mental equivalent, and you'll feel successful. Because you, you know what? It, it, would feel, it might feel quite different to Sharon, the picture of success, the idea of success might be quite different. And so that's the first part of this law. It's that we have to know what success is for us. And I've asked Ken if, if he'd be willing to actually help me with a little bit of a group spiritual practice that we can do so that each one of us can have a better sense of success. So if you're willing... We're going to do just a bit of a guided meditation here. And so um, uh, if you're up for it, close your eyes. Otherwise, you can keep them open. But it'll be a little bit of a light meditation. Ken, you can just begin playing some sweet music. And first, what I know about success is that it's relaxing. And so if there's any tension in your shoulders or if there are still crazy thoughts going on in your head, just allow them to drift away. Allow that tension to melt from your shoulders and your body. Just sit quite comfortably because I know that comfort and peace for most people also represent success. And so now, by virtue of our ability to be human, 
We can do something that none of the other animal kingdom, I don't think, does. And that's we can use our brains as though they were a time machine. We can scroll back into our past. And through our imagination, we can even scroll forward into an imagined future. And so what I would ask you to do for just a moment is to picture yourself at a time of complete success. It might be a moment from your past where things were working just right when a particular relationship was filled with love and joy. It might be a time when your business affairs were in such perfect order or maybe you've completed a magnificent project so well done, so full of pride for you. It might be a quiet moment with your family when simply a day has ended and it felt so amazingly good, connected, full of life and love. Each one of us picture a moment of complete success. If you would, think about who's with you and what's happening. But you know, more important than that, what are you feeling in this moment of complete success? Is it a, a sense of, uh, of bliss? Is it a, a, a contentment with the way life is? Is it maybe excitement of doing something extraordinarily well? Or maybe the feeling of pride if you've been presented with an award or doing a job unusually well. In your own heart, hold on to what this idea of success feels like to you. Maybe picture yourself. Are you smiling? Do you have that uh, feeling and that sense of just being in the moment and blissful? Know with me that the power of our mind can always take us to this moment. Whether it's a moment we had long ago or a moment yet to come, know that the power of the human mind can take you always to this moment, to this set of feelings, to this belief of success for you. So now begin bringing yourself back to the awareness of the present room. And feel free to just open your eyes. The second part of the law of success says that all we have to do is have that image, that, that feeling of what success is for us and simply take one step at a time towards it. It's no complicated system. It's no uh, difficult mechanism. It literally is just looking around in your own life and taking each day an ever so slight step 
towards that vision, that feeling, that sense of what success is. Now there are a couple of tips, if you will, that Raymond Hollowell in the book gives us. One is, every day we need to take a step. The idea wouldn't be that, uh, you know, I'm gonna wait for success until later in my life. I'm gonna hold this, uh, this idea in my head and I'll, I'll get to it when the kids are grown or, um, you know, in the next job, because obviously this one isn't gonna allow me success. You know what I mean? It's like almost with every day, as, uh, as ideas and thoughts and experiences come up, we evaluate it with the idea, is this allowing me to take one step forward or not? And if not, maybe we make a different choice. If not, if we've perhaps been making choices and having thoughts based on just what's gone on before or what's easy for us, let's take another look in that light of that vision of glorious success and maybe we'll make a different choice this time. Maybe the road less traveled this time around will be more appropriate in aligning us with that idea of success. And it, and it really is alignment. This particular law, this spiritual principle of success says that when we have our mind, when we have our heart, and when we have our actions in alignment, towards that goal of whatever success is, whether it's a, a loving relationship, whether it's a dynamite job, whether it's the completion of, of some big work, or, a, or simply knowing that your household affairs are in sweet, sweet order, it's simply that alignment of moving forward. Hollowell says, really, there's only two things that can go wrong. He says, we cannot bother with obstacles. Now, they'll present themselves, don't get me wrong. There will come a time when you'll go, whoa, there's my idea of success way over there, but you know what? I, I can barely even see it with what's going on in my life right now. And that is okay. That's the human condition, right? From day to day, we may be presented with amazing obstacles that will obscure that vision of success or that vision of love or that vision of bliss. And that is perhaps sometimes to be expected and it's okay. But the vision is still there. The vision of joy, the vision of peace, whatever success means to you, we still hold it in our mind and maybe we have to walk around the obstacle. Maybe we have to do some work towards that obstacle. Who knows? That is much less important than somehow being derailed from this course of action. The second thing that we have to be aware of is things getting too comfortable. Now, this is a, an interesting idea, but for some of us, we've lived a good part of our lives experiencing some pain, either mental pain, spiritual pain, emotional pain, physical pain, and it's a little difficult, I think, when we reach a plateau, like when, when the pain isn't feeling so bad, we may think we're done. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like such a relief that your heart isn't hurting or, or such a relief that the, uh, a bad living situation has been undone with that you think you're done and you can just be done with your development or your, your ongoing mode. And, and what Hollowell says is there's an actual danger here at feeling too good. Because you tend to what? You tend to say, I don't have any further work here to do. I don't need to keep evolving. I don't need to have this clear vision of greatness in my life because I have good enoughness <laughs> in my life. 
Do not be dissuaded. Neither the obstacle nor feeling too good <laughs> need prevent you from being excellent, from, from really reaching that beautiful dream of success in your life. Those are really the only two obstacles. Letting something seem like it's in your way and getting too complacent. What can we do to begin taking those steps? What can we do as, a, as individuals, and, and even if you think about it, as a, a race of human beings on this planet? If success for us as a race of human beings, perhaps, is peace on the planet, is feeding everyone, is conquering some of the life-threatening diseases in the world, what would progress make? What would it look like? What are those next few steps? Each of us, I think, has to answer these for ourselves, but you almost can't go wrong if you have that vision. Think about it. Let's say, let's say your vision is um, uh, family peace, for instance. Let's say your vision is having a, a loving family where, where everyone is cooperating with each other, where, where, where there's a good deal of fun time together. Let's say that this is one of your goals for success. As you begin walking along that path, you're actually doing it for everyone on the planet. Because you know what? It isn't going to just stick with you. When you are walking a path of love and connection and beauty, it rubs off on everyone around you, even the unintended victims in the supermarket or at work, right? They're going to get the benefit of you walking a path towards love or towards bliss or towards joy. So although it might sound sometimes selfish to be praying for our individual good or, or to be walking our own path that is successful, we really uplift the entire planet. It is more than just for our own selves that we do good in the world. The other thing that Raymond Hollowell says, which I think is interesting, and it leads me even into maybe a third part of success, he says, don't rest on your laurels. And I had to look this one up. Do you know what don't rest on your laurels means? It actually comes from ancient Greece. And when a, a, an athlete at that time would win a particularly daunting contest, they would literally put a wreath of laurel leaves or bay leaves um, to circle their heads. And, and Socrates at one point uh, made a few cracks about this because he was seeing all of these uh, elderly gentlemen around the Senate, right, still wearing their, you know, the laurel leaves they'd won in the contest like 30 years ago and, and kind of as though you know uh, what they had done 30 years ago was still moving them forward and he said well let us not rest on our laurels and he got a lot of flack for that but to me what that means in this particular particular situation is even our own idea of success changes over time do you know what I mean? When I was a 20-year-old man, um, success for me was really uh, had a lot to do with the business I was in. It was success around the projects I was working on. It was success uh, with me as a manager of a team of computer programmers. And success was coming in under budget and on time. And, and I got a lot of personal pleasure out of knowing that my team was working really well, that our projects were successful. And, and if you would have said, well, Larry, what is success like? I would have talked very business-like in those terms. Boy, if I have to rest on those laurels today 
Do you know what I mean? I have a very different idea of success. Now, for me, success has much to do with friends and family and, uh, and, uh, and doing things together that it are, are beautiful and wonderful. Success for me now has to do with uh, uh, helping people to find their bliss. Success for me now looks completely different than it did when I was 20. And every step of the way, we have the right to feel successful. So even as you're taking steps, right, if, if our plan is to, to sort of picture success and then walk towards us, we need to be aware that even that which we are seeking may change over time. And so the little exercise that, that Ken and I walked you through in terms of knowing what success is for you, today it might be family relationships. Uh, tomorrow it might be a new venture in business. It might be uh, something entirely different. And this is okay. The idea is the goal in some ways may, may vacillate, may change from day to day. That's fine. That's sweet. It still is our guidepost for making decisions. It's still the idea that what I want to experience in this world can be mine as long as I make a progression to it. So I'm going to close my talk today with a, a quote from Raymond Hollowell. This is how he ends the book. And, uh, and of course, we'll do a prayer. So this is from The Law of Success. He says, The powers inherent in us are inexhaustible. Each regular person is endowed with a complete set of faculties, which, if properly developed and scientifically applied, always ensures success. Always, ever-growing success. We are made for progress. Each one of us contains within the capacity for endless development. Advancement into all things is the law's great purpose. And by learning to work with spiritual law in promoting that aim, we may build ourselves always, always greater success. Let us pray. There is one power and one presence in this universe that is this thing that I call life. And what I know is life is evolutionary. It is one step at a time towards something greater, more beautiful, more powerful, more peaceful, more joyous. And I'm right there in the middle of it. I recognize in myself a God-centered ability to know success for myself, to, to keep my eye on that prize, to understand the goodness, the greatness, the beauty, and the joy that is for me to have. And I simply walk that path. As it is true for me, I know it is true for each person in this room. Each person here has as much of God in them as I have in me. Each person here has that ability to know and understand what success means for them, and to take the necessary steps. Just one day at a time, we reach for, we achieve, we live, and we love. And I'm simply grateful for this. I'm simply grateful for the power, the presence of God showing up in this room today as so many beautiful souls. I'm grateful in knowing that success is for all of us. Grateful. For life. I just let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you for being here today. Thank you.